What's up everyone? Welcome back to Grid Bros after the summer break. It's me Abdul. And me Asim. That was a long break. Sorry about that. We missed a couple of weeks of... Uh, not a couple of weeks. We just missed one week of... We another, missed one race. Yeah. Yeah, last week's bar. But yeah, we had some time off. Not like we needed it. Not like we've been working so hard, but... But it's nice. It's nice to have a break sometimes. Not like we're drivers. But yeah, it's nice. It was good time off. Like even just... Do you know what it was? Even though, like, there's nothing to, like, oh, it's race week, this, 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 this happening, that's happening. It's just good to have some time off yeah. from the races and everything. But it's back and, mate, it's back with a bang. But even the summer break, saying we had a time off, it was going crazy. Literally, do you know when the summer break started? Yeah, started, I was going to say that. I was literally just thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be chilled out. No F1 news for, like... Not such big F1 news or something like that. Because, like, you expect it at the end of the season. Like, yeah. all of the news comes out then. But this, I thought, would just be, like, a quiet downtime for everyone. But, but I think nope. it, it comes out around this time because this is the time they have off. And this is the time they can do the most negotiations and just announce stuff and not having to face anybody right away. And it gives people the time to digest stuff. And Take a little bit of focus News to die down. Because, obviously, yeah. you wouldn't be, you wouldn't want to be Zach Brown or McLaren and saying things about Daniel Ricciardo and... Imagine coming right. across people. When we spoke about that, track. when we spoke about that a while ago, I was like, oh, I don't see what Zach's done wrong. Like, I'm sure, like, it's fine. He said a few comments. He said that he's happy with Daniel Ricardo and he'll stay. And you was telling me like, no, he hasn't been definitive. No one said anything clear. And I was just like, no, nah, you're looking too much into it. But mate, I was so wrong. Yeah, but then, there's you know, something what? which is so shady. Then I thought, okay, when Daniel Ricardo came out and actually said, okay, yeah, I am staying. Then I thought, okay, at least he's announced it like that. So that's yeah. something, it gives you a bit of comfort. But for me, I was like, that's enough for me. I don't even have to look at the McLaren contracts anymore. But you were still a bit hesitant. I was still, I was still like, yeah. um, no, somebody from, from McLaren needs to come out and say, oh, yes, he's staying. This is it. This is our Yeah, and I didn't understand that. Guy. I was like, I don't need anyone to confirm it. Mate. Daniel's the main guy. He's just confirmed it. But, mate. When they announced it, genuinely, it was like it was such a shock. I was thinking, oh, my God, where is this man going to go? And everybody, obviously, we were thinking as well probably back to Alpine but yeah that comes with so much like baggage because he left them to go here yeah that's what I thought initially but since like the McLaren announcement and stuff people from Alpine have been saying it was only really what's his name Cyril that had the problem with um the way Daniel Ricciardo left and everyone else in the garages were fine they liked his personality and all of that stuff so I was like oh they're, they're building that bridge again maybe it was like never really a problem but nice a week later, like, Gazdi's name's been thrown around. Ocon's saying, like, he wants Mick to be his partner for, like... Because they're friends outside as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Any chance he gets. So it's like, that Alpine spot was looking nice for Ricardo, but now it's so much competition for it. There is. But I think it's that thing of well, because it's the seat, right? And it's a good seat. It's not just like, oh, yeah, who's going to fill it? But obviously, there's a few seats available right now. Obviously, um, Alfa Tori probably going to have a seat available if Gasly leaves. Alpine still has it, but obviously, Gasly might take that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like Williams has a seat, Haas has a seat. Yeah, who does? Who else? I don't think Alfa Romeo have a seat. I think they're looking to extend you. They probably most probably would because there's no no talks of anybody going anywhere from there. Nobody, the driver's not. Joe hasn't even said that. Oh, like, I think I read I something know. a while back that they're happy with like his progress. Yeah, he's done yeah. well to be honest. He's not, he it's not like he's been at the end of the grid. He's actually been in a good position. But and that reminds me, like, I read somewhere that Giovinazzi is looking to come back into F1 as well. So instead of looking for seats, that's another driver that's making it even more Yeah, someone's definitely leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's actually sad to see, like, if Daniel Ricciardo has to leave. Like, genuinely, it's, yeah, it, it actually will. It's going to be one of the saddest things in Formula 1 right now. Because this whole saga and kind just of Just for thing, a long time. Especially that the way McLaren came out and said, like, oh, we think... I thought this was a bit of a weird statement when they said, oh, Oscar's personality fits right in with the team. I was like, you don't well, really need... To, yeah, you don't need to say those words. <laughs> After the weight... Like, I don't blame Oscar. I don't think it's Yeah, you fault. can't blame him. Obviously, yeah. he's, he's a young driver coming up. Everybody words. would want to end up at a Formula One. But it's that thing. I think when you said that to me, Zah, is that thing of, um, okay, say it like that, but That's, Daniel Ricciardo's that personality like is the best to have anywhere. Like, he exactly. literally just fits in everywhere. So you can't. it's not that Daniel Ricciardo's personality didn't fit in with you guys or... His, I don't know, morals didn't align exactly. with you guys. That's how it feels like a bit backhanded. Like, yeah. they're still having a dig at him. But, yeah, that was kind of annoying. So. It is what it is. And also, um, obviously, when Daniel Ricciardo did announce that he's staying, 
He didn't know this, but just a week before that, around Silverstone time, that's when they actually had signed Oscar Piastri. Yeah, that's that so was just like, up. yeah, you guys knew you guys were about to do this to him, but you could have told Daniel hush, hush. to just like, yeah, not say anything, don't yeah. do anything crazy in the. Imagine he actually did it with that. Uh, obviously, he must have told him, "I'm about to announce this." That oh, this is what I'm doing because obviously, there's nothing wrong, right? Yeah, because if you watch like Drive to Survive in the mornings, like when they're going out for the press brief- briefings, because that's where he said it, right? In like the pen before one of the race weekends. Mm. It's like they tell you what to say, what not to say kind of thing. But so they could have easily warned him or given him just been like, yes, yeah, stay away from that. Like um, if you watch Drive to Survive when they're talking about George's contract, when everyone knew he's going to Mercedes, they were yeah. still telling him like, yeah, don't answer any questions because like it's not it's confirmed not, yet. Yeah, Exactly. So it's not hard to just like advise him properly. Sometimes teams just want to do what they want to do just to make it. I think they just wanted to make Daniel feel like nothing. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> but it, it's, uh... it's it's just it, the more I think about it, the more it becomes like not a F one thing. It's a McLaren thing. Like I just don't like the way McLaren deal with things now. Because even like if you think back to the way that they got Daniel Ricciardo in the first place, like it made sense. I get why he moved. It was good, like financially and like the team. I would have said at that point, McLaren is going to be one of the top Was contenders. one of the better teams at that time as well. Yeah, I would have said it was ahead of Alpine for sure. Yeah. But, so it made sense for him moving. But just the way they took him from Alpine, because he was like supposed to be in a long-term deal and stuff. And now they just like drop him the same kind of way and take Oscar. From Alpine. From Alpine again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, get your That's own. That's the whole different thing. It's like, yeah, find your own person. Like, who are you? It's I get it. Of, like, they're the direct competition. But they are, like, but it's, I think it, it gives them that edge over the, obviously, the competition that, okay, look, Alpine, we just took your driver again. There yeah, yeah, yeah. Have that. It's but, like where you're trying to make them weaker and make yourself stronger. But they're not, this is Oscar, no offense. Like, he's never driven in F1. So you're not, okay, you're making Alpine weaker on paper because they wanted him next year. But there's, a lot of other drivers they can they can fill that seat with they can still but I think it's that thing as well obviously a lot of this comes that not really to be honest you know I haven't heard a lot of people criticise Oscar for this because it's not his fault in any way because it's like yeah he wants a contract in F1 yeah whereas a lot of time I think it still does grow make you not dislike him but not like him as much as you would have if it was not something that's happened yeah at the like start this. I did like kind of look at him differently I was like our oh, helmet said it as well like he's put a lot of pressure on himself just the way he's dealt with this like contract situation and moved yeah. like he's never driven an F1 before and he's caused this crazy drama and gone from Alpine to McLaren there's gonna be so much pressure especially because they're rivals this year right they're competing in they've the been rivals for years yeah yeah they're direct competition but um yeah it's just no a part of me it makes it like even if Daniel Ricciardo, obviously, he's most probably not going to end up at Alpine, right? Yeah. It makes me feel like, I hope Alpine beat them so bad. Like, this year's... And obviously, it this year, they're already the rivalry. Next That's year, it's like, thing. oh, yeah, get them. Like, get them even worse. Just make it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything. But Daniel Ricciardo, obviously, like, even... Do you know now when I watch his interviews as well, right? I feel like there's a part... There's something missing now. Yeah. Literally, like, it's like... Before, it was... Everything was just happy, bubbly... Just chilled out, just Daniel Ricciardo being Daniel Ricciardo. But now it's that thing of uh, any interviews I watch, I'm just like, oh my God, this is like... Because there's no certainty They're at They're taking a part of him away, but he'll get it back. He'll be back. I think, where do you think he might end up? This is the thing though, like on paper, it makes sense that almost any team will take him, but... There's not that many seats though. There's so not that many seats and there's not max. many teams that... If Alpine, for example, got rid of Alonso and planned to replace him with... Piastri, they would have budgeted for that, right? Because yeah. he's a new driver coming into F1, would have been way cheaper. They can't just like, well, they can probably because they're a big team, but they can't just flip that and be like, oh, because Daniel Ricciardo's here, we're just going to blow the budget and get him. Yeah. And then if you look below that, yeah, every other seat that's available is below Alpine. So they might have the same situation, but he, he does bring a lot of like sponsors and stuff, I guess. So he could cover it. I know Gunter has been that kind of the mean, only yeah. The, literally, the only thing one. I thought is that um, yeah, if it, I didn't, I, I didn't think of it like that. That like he does bring a lot of sponsors and he just brings everybody to the team. If Haas actually signed him for, I don't obviously Haas. It's always been that thing. Oh, Haas doesn't have that much money to actually afford like either big big names or sometimes even to repair the cars and stuff. Yeah, but it's that thing of if they sign Daniel Ricciardo, imagine what that brings to the table with him. It's not just him yeah, coming it, through. It's huge. So for much brand. things. Yeah. So. 
Hopefully, it's, it, obviously, he has spoken about leaving for a year and then coming back, but not being certain. How do you about feel him. about that? Do you think that would be a good idea? Or I just want to stick with him, whatever decision he makes, I'll stick by <laughs> it. I love that. <laughs> That's my. But I hope he doesn't have to leave. I yeah. hope he finds a seat, even though if not that I'm. It's not that even if it's at Haas. Haas has been doing really good this it's year. It's a good car, man. Imagine he gets in the Haas and he just like literally just, boom, takes it up somewhere. Just laps the just, McLarens, yeah. Yeah, like that. But even if he ends up at Haas for the year, not even for a year, for however long, whatever, I'd prefer that than him not being there. Not being in a car at all. Yeah. yeah. So we just have to wait and see, to be honest. I don't think it'd be that long. I think in probably another two, three weeks, maybe max four weeks. It'd be announced that what's happening with him. Cause really? I think so, yeah. Because there's only seven races left. I thought um, it would be one of those things that goes on to, into, into the summer. Into the summer? Yeah. Not summer, sorry. Into the end, end of, of the season. season. Yeah, I think it, it could drag. I don't think so. To be honest, I think because it's Daniel Ricciardo and... It's up to him, in a way. It well. is, kind of. But I think because obviously he has said that there's still talks going on with a couple of teams, he said. Oh, did he? So um, that's good. That sounds positive, at least. That is, but it's his decision to try and stay because it's that thing of do you want to stay just to fill up the numbers or he should try it though. I don't because you don't want to be like Vettel. You don't want to just jump at a seat anywhere and then he retired this year because he realised like that car's just not worth driving in. Mercedes spoke about making their reserve driver, but then how often does a reserve driver get a shot? No, it would just keep him in. And around the paddock, really, it wouldn't give him this. Yeah, I don't want to see him on the paddock because they did that with Ocon as well um, yeah. before he went to Alpine. Yeah, but it's not. It would be nice to see him in a car. I guess Haas would be Alpine would be the perfect choice. Not perfect would be the best choice in the, the best terms choice, on, yeah. in terms of like a competitive car in the same same position, same like midfield, maybe even doing better. But with Haas, it would. I guess it still is that he would be one of the best drivers in one of the lower teams. Yeah. If you look at it like that. So I don't know. I read a lot online that the Alpine car would suit his driving style a lot more than the McLaren would anyway, just because it's like oversteer and stuff. But so it, on paper, it works out like it would be a dream match. Alpine, please. Obviously, you know Alpine, what to do. <laughs> it's that thing of, <laughs> not even that, we're saying that, but it's that thing of Pierre Gazi is trying to go to Alpine as well. Alpine is trying to get Pierre Gazi right now. And they're literally, they're so close right now that Alpha Tori is saying that if they get Colton Herta from IndyCar? Yeah. Yeah, obviously he's just sorting out his um, super license for the F- with the FIA. And then if they get him, then Pierre Gazi can leave. So it's that thing. I bet Pierre Gazi is probably praying day and night. <laughs> Let that license come I think through. there was a clip on like the F1 channel, you know, when they do their um, promo videos and stuff around yeah. the paddock and stuff. Like Gasly was walking past talking to Signs, and he mentioned something like, "Is yeah, he's just getting the final bits of his contract sorted." Yeah. So even that, there's a lot it, going I, on. I think I, you, I want Pierre Gasly to kind of el- end up at Alpine for now, but when you move there, it's not never just for now. It's that thing he's gonna stay there for quite. He's a good driver, so yeah. he's gonna have a good car as well, and it does get him rid of that. Just that Red Bull line, the, the Red, Red Bull, Bull bubble. Yeah. Not even it's not a bubble in this way that he's protecting something. Just the thing of, just get out of that Red Bull thing, man. Yeah, like literally, because then there's more options. Because I don't think there's space for a Red Bull at Red Bull after AlphaTauri for him. No, even if there was, like he'd have to wait for Checo's contract anyway. Not even that. It's just uh, yeah. So and I guess, by then, yeah, you can never guarantee anything. Formula One moves. Yeah, so when quick. somebody else comes, because right now all the young drivers that like from Formula Two and even just like other places, they're getting like a lot of coverage. Yeah. And there's so much attention on them that imagine something happens and then Red Bull's just like, yeah, Pierre Gazi, sorry, but we're going to get, I don't know if it was up to Herman Marco, you rips back. But something like that. <laughs> wow, thank just goodness. Saying. I can't believe that guy still drives. I forgot about him. I forgot <laughs> that he's actually... Does he? Yeah, he's still in F2. <laughs> oh my God, but oh well, it is what it is. But no, it's that thing of... Just wait and see. To be honest, what happens? I think in a couple of weeks, everything will be a lot clearer as to who's ending up where. Yeah, because Alpine are really close to just seeing what's happening with Pierre Gasly. Because that's I think they hold all the cards, isn't it? It's that's down the most to talk them. right now. Yeah, but 
Also, um, obviously, we were talking about like, oh, how the Porsche and Red Bull, nobody's spoken about that recently. <laughs> They've just announced that, like, yeah, that's not going through. I saw that when, because last time we were going to talk about it, and I was like, I don't know the details about it. But everyone I asked was like, yeah, it seems like it's pretty much done. Yeah. 2026. It just matters, like, where's the Porsche logo going to go? Literally, that's what people were talking about. And um, now. That's not going to work through. Which I like, though, because I read that it was something about the having the ability to make their own engines and i like that red bull have stuck by um their principles like they, i guess that thing of they've you, taken you, so long to have red bull powertrains like why yeah. would you just get rid of that and give that to porsche yeah but it's that thing is i think um obviously because they said that porsche was asking too much of stuff yeah it must be something to do with the engines most probably because yeah the only thing they be. said after that is yeah but we can still make our own engine so we'll be fine yeah we'll, exactly we can i don't see why we can't so it's that thing of i think the way it was announced with Audi at the same time, it just looked like, oh yeah, Audi and Porsche are going to be added on yeah. somehow and then see how that goes. And I was, I was under the impression first that Audi and Porsche would come in to Together. add two new teams oh. separately, not as in um, Red Bull and Red Bull becomes a part of Porsche or Porsche becomes oh, yeah. a part of Red Bull and then Audi is just there. With, it's that thing of, with Alfa Romeo, right? Because Alfa Romeo is... I think so. They haven't announced who, but they said that they're, they're not going to be a new team. They're going to... Yeah, so it must probably be that because obviously Alfa Romeo still have a contract yeah. with the brand of forget the name of the brand Salva Salva yes so yeah it's that but I was under the impression oh wow there's going to be 12 teams 24 drivers first I was thinking wow that is a lot of drivers but then Formula 2 has 22 drivers yeah and like we just spoke there's so many drivers out there that are fighting for one yeah. seat so- just give them some more seats <laughs> yeah four more seats and then everybody gets to move around that much more and just make our that's one easier. way to fix it yeah yeah but yeah um Adi's obviously definitely coming in 2026 yeah so yeah that happened it's nice it's nice to see fresh um it would, i think it's that thing adi would adi would give so much competition to everybody yeah uh, is that there was talk of obviously now Mercedes are scared that Audi's going to come and Audi's going to have such a big car good car this time yeah. know, but it's that thing of okay has Mercedes come out and said they're scared has like <laughs> Mercedes not said nothing about it and it's just all of a sudden everybody's under the impression that oh Mercedes is scared because it's that thing of because the engines and everything yeah and just of what Audi is as a car manufacturer yeah exactly but yeah Latifi might stay if he does good, just like Yuki. So yeah, Yuki- exactly. People are using that template line now. Whenever they get asked about a contract, they're like, yeah, if he drives well, he'll stay. Yeah, so it's that it's thing. Safe. Yuki and Latifi have this thing, that, not with each other, but <laughs> they are, I guess, they're under the same banner. You do good and you get a contract. Don't yeah. do good and take care. Yeah, don't See look you know. at all of the people moving seats. You just focus on driving good and you'll stay. Yeah. But Speaking of Yuki. Yeah, I was going to say, talking about Yuki's driving mate, good. The Dutch Grand Prix, what happened there? Honestly, <laughs> and you know, obviously, you said you watched. I didn't watch the interview after. What did he say? What happened? Yeah, because they kept asking him. So you know, when they go independent, and they have an interview asking him, and then he answered her, and then she went away. And the next interview asked the exact same question, and you saw his face was just like, uh, "I'm getting tired of these questions." Because it's, it's literally all he said was like, he thought there was something wrong with the tires after the first pit stop. He went out, told the team, the team checked the data, they said there's nothing wrong, but he came in again and they changed the tires. Because he went from hards to softs, and then while after they changed the tires, they just started like playing with his seatbelt and stuff, yeah. and like fixing that. And then he went out, and that's when they got the data saying, "Oh yeah, there was something wrong with the car," but it was never the tires. So the pit stop was not the problem. There was something wrong with the car. He it felt like it was the tires to him. That's why he said it on the radio. But it was just something wrong with the car that they hadn't picked up yet. But what do you think about the seatbelts? What were they doing with the seatbelts? Has anybody said anything about that? I don't I know think he knew what they were doing. Obviously, to get away with the not having undone your seatbelt part, because that's a penalty, I think, for some some sort of financial penalty, or but it's some sort of penalty. I think he undid his seatbelts because he'd stopped, <laughs> and I think he just opened it or oh, something. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say, why would he undo his seatbelt? Yeah, because yeah, he thought, sense. this is it, my race is done. Either he was going to get out of whatever he was going to do. Yeah. So he undid his seatbelts, which you can't do and drive again. Yeah. Because that's an issue. Yeah, because I know, because when Lewis like was waving at the end of a race once and they were like, trying to get him fined, Red Bull trying to get him fined because he had to undo his seatbelt to wave. Yeah, but I think it's, uh, I think he probably undid it and then they were that like, no, nah, he's sense. back in the race. So that's why it took a few seconds to actually have that sorted out. And I was like, all right, and didn't you know that. Because like, on Sky, I remember when they were doing it, they said like, um, 
oh, they just maybe they're just playing around with a seatbelt to make people think that they didn't mess up the tires and the first pit <laughs> stop because that was a penalty as well. Yeah. Like if you release him with like a loose tire, that can be a penalty as well. So he was like, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Jensen. He was like, oh, maybe they're pretending to distract you and then they've just changed the tires as well. So they yeah. made sure that they fitted properly this time. So that's when nobody knew what had actually happened. Also, yeah. Jensen Button, him, yeah. his commentary, I feel, feel like that's needed. Yeah, from an actual driver. Yeah, from yeah. an actual driver's perspective. Because then he t- says a lot of things like, oh, but not, I'm not sure about this. Let's look at it like this. But whereas if it's, even obviously everybody's good. Obviously they're good at their job. That's why they're there. But other times it's just like, well, he's done this. Why has the driver done this? Why has the other driver not done this? So we're listening to Jensen Button, right? It was like, yeah. it's so much more clarity on things. Yeah, because it it's like, like, his perspective as a driver, he yeah. would be doing this because of whatever. And he explains it really well. He doesn't just Yeah, because even then he was saying, oh, Yuki's saying the t- uh, tyre's loose. The team is saying, no, it's not. Well, it's like, um, Yuki's driving. Yuki knows. Yeah. Yuki knows there's something wrong with the car. Even yeah. if it's not loose, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. But, but yeah, like if he wasn't there, I would have easily been like, oh, maybe Yuki doesn't know what he's talking about because he's a new driver. He's inexperienced. Maybe he just the thinks team, the car's wrong. Yeah. If the team have checked it and the team have said it's fine, then it must be fine. But yeah, it's it's better having that um, voice there for the backing of the drivers. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, that's that's like the second time Avatari have done something weird. Like first was the tape. On the, but on that, their wing. that tape, I think that was just like, okay, get this done and this is it. This yeah, but they were trying to race before like the FIA came down. Oh yeah, they, yeah. They did actually because there was somebody coming down the stairs and Baku, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was like just as the person got down the stairs, they're like, "Let go!" Oh, he's gone. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, that you have to kind of be able to have a BMW. Yeah, retire him. Yeah, yeah. But, but that yeah, happened. Talking about pit lanes, <laughs> pit stops. <laughs> that was a really oh. tight pit lane, so I get it. Like where I was expecting things to happen, but it had to be Ferrari again. <laughs> I feel like do you know when something happens with Ferrari, right? Because so many things have been happening this year it's just like it, you just think oh like whatever that Ferrari you're just like doing this now that's just you making mistakes and if it was somebody else they'd be like oh no wow that's just you doing? a one off yeah. like but with Ferrari it's, I think you're, <laughs> I was going to say your mind not as in yours in particular <laughs> but everyone's mind has just like turned to a point where it's like the button's been switched off yeah, they've crossed Wait, that line now. Where if Ferrari, something happens with Ferrari, so like, oh, whatever. Like, okay, Ferrari yeah. just made a mistake. Done. When the break happened, I thought, yeah, this is a good time to reset. They've got summer break now. They'll they'll look at the mistakes they made. They'll but learn from They weren't from making them. mistakes. They would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. I should have known. That yeah, was the giveaway. Yeah, but not, they did say that, oh, yeah, but it's not, these are not mistakes. These are just things that are coming up and we're doing fine. We're, there's no chain needed. Yeah, nothing, no need for change. Nothing wrong yeah. is happening. So I guess they didn't need a reset. Yeah, but, but I was thinking even for like, well, like we said, for the fans and stuff, it was good to have that break. Ferrari can't mess up if they're not racing. So it was nice <laughs> to have like a three week gap. Nothing can go wrong. Come back. The the um, standings, Charles was still up there. It was yeah. still in their hands. It was not like, well, not in their hands, but it was still within touching distance. It was possible. It's still good. But I feel like, you know, saying that even now, it's it's not that bad. It's like, what am I trying to, who am I trying to convince this in myself? No, it's that, it's, you know, a hundred points, right? It's that thing of two or three DNFs, which is hard for Max because of how he would come back to that part, how he's been doing recently or just but, the whole yeah. season. But, and Charles just winning two races or three races. It's literally, it, I feel like, yeah, but there's, how many races left? There's seven left. So half of those, pretty much half of those you want Even Max if to DNF. Three. Two or three more, and then Charles. That's still fifty points, though, right? Fifty nine points. But even if that happens, like before the break, I would have said, yeah, that's possible. But Mercedes look good now. Yeah, it's not just easy for Charles to just win. Mercedes are messing it up for him as well. Okay, well, we'll just have to wait and see at the end of the season when after Max is crowned. Yeah, champion again. (laughs) I was gonna say, I think it's. Then we'll just speak about, oh yeah, what could have been, what couldn't have been. But just we were speaking of Ferrari. Yeah, you know, with the pit stop. Carlos's pit stop. Yeah, they said, he summed oh, yeah. it up. It's because it was last. It was so last minute. Then that's why the team didn't have the time to get that fourth tire or something happened with the. Tire. And I believed that. You know, I believed that when they but, said it. I was like, oh. Because oh, they yeah. said it in a way that it made it made it seem like, oh wow, they've been so transparent with the mistake they've just made. Yeah, I but, felt sorry for them. I was like, oh man, that's miscommunication. I get it. Like it's still a mess. It was up. not miscommunication. It was a mess up. It was not miscommunication. Miscommunication. They messed it. Somehow it got messed up. But mate, that literally. 
when that happens, you're just there thinking, yeah, just turn the TV off. Like, <laughs> but you know, you know, I believe that while it happened, right, until the end of the race when George like wanted to pit and he told them what, like the, 10, 15 seconds before coming into the pit lane. So it's like, I think if George can tell them so late and get a perfect pit stop done, why are Ferrari just finding everything difficult? I don't know. Sometimes they did say, obviously, sometimes the engine... Also, the engineers can say, no, there's not enough time to do something. Yeah. It's not that, oh, somebody said, oh, pit stop, and it's like, yes, pit stop, oh, is there time? No one oh, gets we to must say. pit stop and just Yeah, there's loads of people to say something about it. Like, there's not enough time. Somebody can speak up. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's not allowed at Ferrari. Not a Ferrari. In other teams, the driver would be like, <laughs> nah, or whatever. Yeah. But not a Ferrari. You do as you're told. Yeah, and that's it. And if you say something, there's... Fingers pointed at you because you're the one in the wrong. Ferrari can't do nothing wrong. If this quick hypothetical question, if this carries on next season, do you think Charles and Carlos stay at Ferrari for long? To be honest, you know what it is. I feel like I you want them. You would want them to go somewhere, but then it's like, where are they gonna go? You don't want to lose two such good drivers. But if it does keep happening, it's that thing of you're at Ferrari. Like yeah, it's one of the, the biggest problem. teams. Yeah. It's that. Eventually, it will change. Just be patient. But I know it's making you like taking years away of your championships. Exactly. I know you're not becoming champion, but obviously, I'm saying that like sarcastic, <laughs> sarcastically. Oh wow! <laughs> that, I was agreeing with you. <laughs> no, it is that thing of it's it is so much for that for those two to take that. Look at the points they're losing. Look at the championships they're losing. They lose. They're literally it's like so close to a championship. They could have like. I think it's always. I don't want to say what could have been because. It's not. Yeah. I don't like saying things, oh, this could have been like this, but whereas yeah. it's not though, is it? No, but, but I'm just thinking of it. When you look back, like when Charles looked back in like 10, 15 years, I don't want him to look at this season and be like, yeah, that's the one where I should have won it if he doesn't win a championship. Because it's so easy for, especially with the new regulations and budget caps and everything, Mercedes to get better and just make it even more difficult for Ferrari to win a race now. Yeah, but I think eventually Charles will become champion. I hope. Ideally he should, but like, you can say that about driving. loads yeah. of drivers. Yeah, everybody deserves a shot. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it should be that one year, like, just go down, like... Do, do, and do, there's do. not enough champion, years. Champion, champion, champion. Not... <laughs> but I, no, to be honest, I think if it happens again next year, then not even the drivers. Ferrari need to look within themselves and see... Oh, no, yeah, sorry. Where the change needs Mateo, to be. I think Benotto will be gone by next year, probably. So it should I think end. he'll still be yeah. there next year, to be honest. Oh, really? If he uh, is there, then uh, I'm worried for Ferrari. I think he will not... be there next year. I think it's just that thing of, unless somebody comes down on them hard, I don't know what's harder, like how they're going to come down harder like, when they didn't come down hard when he's just lost the championship because of the mistakes. But unless and what some... do you mean? How hard can they come down? Like, make sure you're holding your wheel gun at all times. Don't just leave it lying around. So <laughs> Red Bull can drive over yeah. it. <laughs> no, uh, by that I mean, strictly like, come at them, not just like, oh, just behind closed doors saying things to them. It should be out in the open that if Bonotto makes a mistake, they're numbered. It's not just, oh, mistake, mistake, and then saying there's no mistakes being made. We're not even trying to win. We're just trying to compete. Like yeah, that's that kind what, of stuff do you know every time help. there's a mistake every time something happens that's the only thing I remember and I think yeah he's not like because I think he believes it now I was I was arguing with you so much when you said it I was like no he's just saying that for the media but nah. it feels like he believes that now but it's that thing do you know sometimes a part of me thinks we as fans are like so invested into it like oh my god like how can they do this but I'm sure he's not trying to do it on purpose but because he's obviously he's he's in the team yeah but it's that thing of does he even care? A change needs to happen either within himself <laughs> but somewhere around him he needs to change or they need to change him but a change needs to happen in a way that these mistakes are not so just thrown around like oh yeah a mistake happened oh sorry about that. Yeah and it's like they can't even learn from their mistakes because they're making brand new mistakes that I've never seen before in next races like How leaving the gun around like you can't learn from that. Forgetting a tyre, you can't learn from that. Like, yeah. Do you know, first of all, I thought was, basics. the person who was, obviously, whoever was meant to hold the tyre, they probably threw the gun on the floor or something and just <laughs> struggled to go find the tyre. But then after I was watching it, there was somebody actually bringing the tyre around, so no, that gun was just there. It was just laying there. Yeah. But I guess that thing of that, it's so stressful that it just happens to be, but it is the pit lane was tight. It's always, for, it's always Ferrari, because um, at one point, Mercedes had a great strategy, right? Because they both started on mediums and they both pit at the same time. They double stacked. They did, and yeah. it was so good. Obviously, I know they were the first um, pit box, so it was a bit easier for them to get in. But even then, 
they did a really good pit stop. And then the mess ups from Ferrari, especially Carlos's one, made it so much easier for Red Bull because they did like a relaxed, I think it was three seconds. It was just like, make sure the pit stop works. <laughs> get out there. Don't mess up like Ferrari did. It just takes off the pressure of everyone else. It does, but I think... I don't even know what to say. I'm just thinking, what can I say just to be on like, oh yeah, uh, Ferrari. And it's becoming a bit of a habit now. Like they're talking too much on their radios. Even at one point when Ferrari were like, yeah, P4 finish for Charles. We're going for a P4 finish. Did they say that? When he was like, "Um, what happens if we stay out or something? He's like, yeah, we'll be behind George. It'll be P4 finish. Who said that? Uh, One of the engineers on Ferrari. And that was played out? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I missed that. I mean, there's too much going on. Because before they said it was P5, wasn't it? The race before. They were like, yeah, best we can hope for is P5. Oh, wow. So he beat that. He did get... He got the podium. He got podium. P3. So, yeah. Good oh, on wow. him. I didn't realise they said that. But do you know, the race was actually so fast. The laps were... It's because... Ah, it, uh, yeah. I was going to say, would, do you prefer that or not? Because I think... Was it Austria? That's like a one minute Austria lap. was. But do you know, Austria was different. Because Austria... I don't know what it was about Austria. But it's that the track... Because you could see the whole track there the whole time on the bottom of the screen, right? Yeah. Or something. I don't know what it was. But so did Austria you like Austria felt... more? No, I didn't oh. like Austria that much, but I like this more. Yeah, okay, good. But yeah, I, I was think... going to say I like this way more. I don't like it when the laps just finishing quicker than you can like anything. But... I know because they um, increase the number of laps if it's a short circuit, yeah. right? Just So the distance is always the same. Like there's a minimum distance. Yeah, but it's the, race. the other cars are getting but... lapped a lot quicker and there's yeah, more. Yeah, so there's a lot more traffic. It's a lot more traffic, plus the DRS and everything. Do they get DRS on the cars that they've lapped as well, right? Yeah. Regardless of what it is, if there's a car within the distance, there's DRS. I feel like that... Not it's unfair, because obviously they've done their part. They've lapped the other car. Whoever they're competing with should have obviously worked harder. But I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure if I I like it or not. But yet, obviously, this I did like. Not Austria, though. But then, I think because Austria was not so many turns, it just felt like round and round. Yeah. It didn't feel like there was... I think it's probably that. There was actually, there's like a lot of action. Whereas this track yeah. felt like you got to enjoy a long straight, then there was some turns, there was another straight. It was like, yeah. it was a well put together track, I think, compared I think to Austria. I probably that, yeah, because Austria was just like, go straight, take a right, go take a right, <laughs> It was like round, round and round and round. just, and just you're, you're taking rights go... only, and I think maybe two Yeah, left. it was like, don't go off the track. Exceed yeah. limits, or we'll catch you. But just go around, around, around. Yeah. But, but I feel like you know. Um, obviously, speaking of that, tracks like that are like not m- like a maze, but I was going to say a maze, and I don't know why. For some reason, the picture of the just France track came to my mind. <laughs> oh, because all of those stripes. Yeah. yeah. But it's that thing of when a track is like that. It's got l- l- turns and like everything. It is more interesting. Yeah. 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 Not I'm not not to the extreme of like street circuits where it's really tight and lots of turns, but a balance in the middle. It's Singapore's coming up. Singapore's like a one that's it's good, but it's 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 got all the turns and everything, and it's got all the like the layouts and everything that it's exciting Makes to look exciting. at the track, yeah. but it's not exciting when all the cars are on it. If that makes sense. Yeah, is there not enough action points? Not enough. Take, not even that. Um, it's that thing of. Turns. I feel it's it's probably so t- it's a street circuit it's so it's yeah. probably so tight and everything that it's just like yeah we tried Monaco but yeah let's just go Singapore yeah also in Singapore if Max keeps winning Max is going to be champion by Singapore oh really I yeah. didn't even look at the calculations I know if he gets what's the record fourteen wins in a season or yeah, is it thirty he's at ten right now but if he gets fourteen then he breaks the record I think thirteen is the record yeah at the breaks moment. the record from. Um, Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel. Oh, that would be interesting. That'd be nice. Do you think he can do it? I think he can do it. Okay, yeah, there's only four races to win now, but then obviously the DNF side was hoping <laughs> for to get Charles there. But no, I think he's probably going to get it. But it's that thing if he keeps winning right now, I think by Singapore he can be champion. And that, that leaves, what, another four races after that? Yeah. And the, those four, no, I because th- it's how many races left now? Seven. Seven right now. And then there's Monza and then Singapore. So then that'll be... Is it Monza in Singapore right now? Yeah. Oh, I, thought I thought Singapore was like the third one off right now. Let me just check that right now. Give me Because I think we've done Spa. Oh yeah, sorry. It is uh, Monza in Singapore because Russia was meant to be between the two. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Wow. So, so then oh, he, he could can't be win finished. next week. Oh. Or the week after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's that thing. I think... 
I don't know if it takes it away from the excitement of all the other races when the champion's already been crowned. Um, it does. I get what you mean. It does a bit, but if you're still have excited to watch like, the race, yeah, because second place, I think they're level now, Charles and Checo. Yeah. So it could actually be interesting there. I don't think it'll be that interesting, but if like we have, if the champion is sewn up and we have nothing to look forward to, then that could be a battle that that's worth it. I'll just see who ends up number two. Yeah, George could even get in there the way he's driving. I don't think that's interesting. Look at who ends up number two. <laughs> no, but I just... Uh, it's that sorry, thing. Charles, and sorry, Chaco. Sorry, George. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think if no, it's done right. about two races before, so if it happens in Mexico, it's fine. Oh, at Chaco's home. <laughs> if it happens at Mexico and Max becomes champion there, then I'm fine with it, but not so far like with another five races still to go. Yeah, I mean, we were spoiled last year, but yeah, yeah, we don't want it the opposite way. We're super early this year. Yeah, I think it's that thing, you know, because of last year, a lot of people just expect to always go down to that end. Yeah, I think when he's like, when he wins it before the last race, people can be like, What, what do you mean? Like, I was going to have that. Do we still race now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we just, we just wait and see what happens, to be honest. But it is what it is. Alonso's been doing really well. Alonso has been ridiculously good. For someone who doesn't care about Alpine anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, yes. (laughs) But it's that thing of When he moves to Aston Martin, imagine that. Imagine that he doesn't do as good. You know what I was actually thinking is, like, Stroll did really well. That Aston Martin car looked really good um, this weekend. So I was thinking, are they upgrading? They may be looking quite good. Maybe Alonso knows something. Maybe. They could be, like, strong next year. Because if you say I'm not just moving there just to, like, fill up the numbers or just for this or that, it's that you still want to win. Yeah. And Aston Martin, a lot of the time, they get overlooked because it's like, oh, yeah, dad's got his son racing, so the son doesn't really care. And I think there was, what, they, they're how, really bad in quality. They're really bad in quality. Like, they don't get out of Q3 a lot of the time. Yeah. Or I never get it right. Is it Q3 or Q1 first? Q1. Q1. They never get out of the first, let's just call it the first quality session. They never yeah. get out of that for like a lot of the time but um stroll actually did make it didn't get to do a lap in his in the last quality session so he started 10th but that was still really good yeah so if the car lives up to that kind of no that kind of i think feeling. aston martin's got something coming it's just that because they're not under the limelight be? so much that they it's that it's announced or something so next year i think aston martin is something to look out for i hope it is because i don't Imagine it's Alpine, McLaren, and then Aston Martin in the middle with Alonso Ooh. just taking points of both of them or just being <laughs> difficult for them. Taking my, uh, points of McLaren, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do that. Just get them down. Just get them down a little bit more. Come on, you got this. But yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah, next season's looking good. Yes. Also, um, the Formula One TV. Yeah. I think uh, I read it afterwards. If you're a subscriber, only you can see that part. Yeah, I saw pictures on Instagram. Yeah, on I didn't see. I didn't think. Uh, but I afterwards it was said that they do this a lot, like not just with Daniel Ricciardo. Because what, basically, what happened was, it said that uh, obviously you know when it obviously shows a banner saying the driver's name and obviously driving for McLaren, but it said still struggling. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like but it's so frustrating. It's like, um, stop! Like, who are you? Like, why are you making fun of him? Do you not know what he's just been through? Like the trauma. And it's like not just some random broadcast, it's Sky Sports. Yeah, but it's that thing. I think normally only the Formula One TV subscribers can see those things. Nobody should see those things. Yeah, they shouldn't do this. Okay, they can do it. Not to Daniel Ricciardo, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> not to people I like. <laughs> I want to see what other ones they do now as well, just to confirm it. Yeah. Because that's the only one I saw. I was like, kick a man when he's down, why don't you? Yeah, they do that a lot hard. <laughs> Like, oh my God. Anything for some clicks, man. Sky Sports. You should know better. Mate, that is just too much. Anybody that says was anything? One about... step too far, yeah. Anything negative about Daniel Ricciardo right now is too far. Especially now that we know he's done with McLaren. So, like, what do you want him to do? Like, it's, he doesn't. Yeah, like... he's trying. It's not that he wants to leave Formula One. He is trying. Like, he's trying probably his hardest. Exactly, than ever. but they they made it difficult. They haven't made it easy for him. So, do you know? I think what would prove that he's done his not prove it not that he has to anything prove to anybody about him trying hardest to stay in Formula 1 if he ends up at Haas with like really low priced like with his salary being really oh, low right. that would I don't know that would I feel like 
I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... Because <laughs> he's been paid out for his contract, right? Is at McLaren. Has he? So he doesn't have to Has he been to, I, I wasn't sure yeah. about that part. Has he? Yeah. Okay, so for next year he can kind do of whatever. take it. Yeah. Race for free. No. <laughs> no, don't do that, but yeah. If he, he can go to Haas then. Yeah. All right. I was just worried about, oh my God, like, <laughs> not that it's my money, but I was just worried about, oh my God, like, imagine going from all of that to, uh, like, so, obviously you're still making a couple of million Don't at say least. nothing. A <laughs> couple of million at least, <laughs> the things you would do for that. <laughs> no, I was just worried about, I was, all right, yeah, because I was thinking, imagine the lifestyle change you have, to, obviously, not that I know his financials, but he must have some savings to I'm live sure on it. I'm sure set up, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, I was just thinking about that part. So if he's been paid, I knew he was going to get paid out, but then I wasn't sure if they have or not or what it would come to because everything else is being so like transparent with, not even transparent, it's just out there that, oh yeah, now um, for the FIA to check if Piastri should stay at Alpine or um, yeah. uh, McLaren, Alpine are going to have to pay this, 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 this. Like Literally all the um, costs that was out there, yeah. nobody did, nobody said anything about, oh yeah, Daniel Ricciardo's been paid out. I was just thinking, oh, has he? Has he not? But if he has, then I guess it makes sense to kind of just not. I don't think he's he doesn't about have the that worry. No At least he doesn't have that worry of that financial yeah. side of it anymore. But yeah. I think it's that thing as well. Even if like teams are thinking, oh, we want him, but he's so like expensive. It's like, yeah, but if you speak to him, maybe he will negotiate. Yeah, maybe he'll be fine with it because. All oh, right, that okay. That's um. Relief on my part. Like, <laughs> I was going to say that's Daniel Connor's not going to be struggling with something financial. <laughs> Obviously, most of them you think they're kind of well, not. You don't want to say well off, but it's that thing of what is well off. Comfortable. You comfortable is that yeah. <laughs> slightly nice. Okay, maybe a bit more. <laughs> yeah, they're more than comfortable. But it, okay, well, it is what it is. It's theirs. They've earned it. Mercedes. Feeling some cracks in that team now. After those radio messages from Lewis, I know he came out and apologized straight afterwards, but yeah, because he did you was think just like, like, "Oh my god, you guys he, did me this." And... I know. First, when when he said it, and I was like, "Oh, what do they do to him? Do they do something wrong?" And then I realized it's like he's saying that because you picked George instead of him, or you picked George, not even instead of him, you just got rid of that buffer because it was Lewis, George, and then Max, right? So in his head, he was probably thinking, "Yeah, I got George to hold him up a bit, and then I got a fight," which. I don't think he would have lasted. I don't think either of the Mercedes would have held the way he got, The way, obviously, um, George and Charles as well then, yeah. they took him. It was like, okay, yeah, it was eventually going to happen, but it was just, it might have just extended it a little bit. Yeah, it would have held him off a bit. But there was too have, long left. It was like 10 yeah. plus laps. Not plus. It was about 9 or 10 laps. I don't know. It was 72 when they came in. I think the safety cars were like 59, 60? Yeah, about 59. Okay, yeah, 10 plus you can say. Okay. Just about, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's that... It, it is a lot of times the driver. Sometimes it's what the driver wants, right? Yeah. This George was like, "No, I want. I need a lap, like box, box. I need. I'm boxing." Yeah. Like that. So he was adamant that he really needs to box because he wants to. I think like both of them knew that the mediums were not going to last, but I think Lewis was hoping that Mercedes would make them both stay out on the same strategy and just use that for his advantage. But if you pick one of them, the other one's going to miss out. Yeah, that's what I said after. Yeah, and like... So you're screwed either way. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of agree with him there. I don't think it was anything like just to favour George instead of Lewis or anything. I don't Do think you know, you say that. that. I was speaking to somebody recently at work. Not me. I wasn't speaking to him. He was just having a conversation <laughs> and I could hear it. And sometimes, some of the things he was saying, I was just thinking, oh, you silly, silly man. Like, come sit down here on the table and let's speak about this now. <laughs> oh, wow. He was saying how... Lewis has a bad I don't know if it's true or not you can tell me maybe does Lewis have a worse car than George this year what have they given Lewis the bad car because oh Lewis can deal with it and let's not give George a bad car because he's new and let him just get some I don't think the cars are that different I think they're the same cars oh mate literally I was listening to him and I was obviously I was not trying to interrupt because I was like whatever like I'm not going to see you again (laughs) but literally when he was speaking he he was explaining it to somebody else who was not that much into Formula One, but knew of Formula One in a way that if he looked at watches every week, I guess he could be a hardcore fan. <laughs> so he was like, he may be a casual fan or I don't know. But basically he was, his explanation was how it's the politics. That's why Lewis is not able to win this year at all. 
because Mercedes have given a, a bad car to Lewis because it's Lewis, not because who Lewis is. It's just that it's Lewis and he can deal with it. He'll be he like he'll make the car work or he'll just it'll be a bit tough, but he'll just get through it. Whereas give George the easier car because he's new and not let him get like disheartened about not ending up to like, somebody at the bottom or something. Yeah, I was I was with you for the start. I was like, let me see where this goes. But yeah, that don't make no sense. And, and genu- I don't know if I'm explaining it right. And I'm probably, <laughs> it's probably a bit of my explanation. Cause... No, because like you explained it before, like at the start of the season when George was outperforming Lewis, everyone was saying like, it's because George is used to a bad Williams car and he's doing better in this car. And then it came out afterwards where Toto said, Lewis was sacrificing his own race just so we could get data. He wasn't like driving at his full potential anyway. He was just trying to help us work out what's wrong with the car for the first half of the season. So that makes way more sense than giving one driver a good car, one driver a bad car. And because it being political. Yeah. A lot of people do assume that, do you know that? I get there is a lot of politics in Formula One, but I wouldn't. There is, but not to the point where it's like, it's corrupt. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope yeah, not. you'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's not, it's, that's not the first time somebody said something like that. Another time, a lot of times people speak of Formula One, right? When I'm at work, and it's that thing of I'm just there thinking, whoa, like I don't know if that was meant to be said or not. But there's once I speak, <laughs> another person, I was actually this was a conversation I was actually having with him. I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast before or not, have we? I don't know. I, I don't he was that. saying how F1 is scripted. Oh yeah, have we? We spoke, I don't think we spoke about it on the pod, it was off. Okay, yeah, basically he was saying how F1 is scripted and the dominance from Lewis for so many years, people were getting bored and they needed to bring somebody in that was going to just be the next dominant guy, but not be the most dominant, if that makes sense. Just to break that cycle, yeah, to make it more interesting, yeah. But then I was thinking, why do it just before he becomes number, like, gets his eighth title? And literally, I was speaking to this man, and then his wife was on my side. And, and literally, he was, and every time we spoke, he was like, oh, you guys are ganging up on me. <laughs> I was thinking, mate, like, I've not even said a word right now. You don't know how gang up works right now, I think, because <laughs> I'm not even saying nothing to you right now. I'm just saying I don't agree with you. And his wife was like, yeah, his wife was having a go at him for that, for saying these things. I was just there thinking, mate, like, I don't want to start with you as well. No, but, but I remember reading a lot about that stuff, like, because, you it, know, all these the are conspiracy heads- theories. Yeah. That a lot of people, you'd hope that it doesn't happen because Formula One is just getting bigger. And if it ever comes out that these things that were, were happening in this way, it would destroy Formula One forever. There would be no comeback from that. I mean, I'm not going to say I agree with the guy, but I'm not going to say I disagree with the guy. I'll leave it there. I disagree with him. Literally, I disagree with him. Like, I mean, I, if it comes out that it was, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll put it that way. If it comes out, if something like this happens, I'd be yeah. shocked. I'd be like, Shocked to because how many that. times have we heard comments from like Bernie or old people like dissing Lewis Hamilton and like not liking him for whatever reason? No, but I'm shocked to a sense. Does that mean eight. the drivers would have to be involved in all of this? Oh yeah, that I don't know. I don't. I think you could do it without the drivers being involved. Yeah, I hope so because then that would <laughs> just make me dislike every single one of them, and I'd be like, oh my god, Daniel Ricciardo, like what could I have? No, been? I don't think it's scripted like that badly, like yeah. wrestling or something. No, I don't. Are you, you saying it's not scripted that bad is like you think it might be if it ever comes out then you'd be like okay not shocked yeah definitely okay yeah. I hope it's not to be honest. I don't think it is but when there's that much money involved in the sport you can not there is obviously there is conspiracies about yeah. these things that obviously a lot of people do think that okay it's that thing of because you know the other day when you sent me that video of um a, a, guy, a young guy comes up the ranks and becomes champion for such a long time for seven years, which was Schumacher and now it's oh, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somebody else comes up from, which was obviously from Red Bull. Sebastian Vettel came up? Yeah, Vettel came through. Yeah, and then it was... Not it, super it, dominant, but yeah. Yeah, it just, it's like, it's basically history repeating itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, that can't be scripted. In no, I sense. don't think that's... Because these are just things that happen. You yeah. can put that on any sports, on yeah. anything. That, oh yeah, somebody came up the ranks and started becoming champion. A team started becoming champion for such a long time and then somebody else came because people were getting bored of that ch- team being champion. Yeah, so but I, mean, I think but... the regulations kind of, that's what they're there for, right? To change it yeah. up a bit. Well, I guess we'll come back to this in about 10 to 15 years time. And <laughs> say what, what happened and how it came out. And... and hopefully you can tell me I'm wrong and that guy is wrong. Yes. 
and we'd just still be here like yes Lewis has been what eight times number at least. 25 oh <laughs> eight times at least and Charles has wait been 25 champion. don't even make sense in 15 years my bad let's scrap that <laughs> <laughs> yeah got your math wrong yeah Charles has been champion George has been close maybe has wow, been champion wow close Lando's been champion not at McLaren though not at McLaren yeah that Red Bull maybe I can't wait when Lando actually leaves McLaren <laughs> I can't wait for him to leave them and be like yeah I left you in the dust <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is just coming out like this because I'm really sour about what happened to Daniel Ricciardo right now just for like and a disclaimer right that. now yeah but no it's yeah but yeah Daniel uh, not Daniel sorry Lando I feel like I was gonna say had Everything with Daniel Ricciardo not happen. What I would have said and I would have hoped for is, in the next couple of years, McLaren becomes so good that they're the ones up there with the top three teams. Yeah, competing. so it makes it an actual top four. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, top four and Alpine's just still in the midfield or everything. Whatever's happening there, it didn't bother me. Yeah, but now I'm just like, no, like step back a second. Even though the history of McLaren and everything, I'm just there like. I don't know if I want Alpine to be there with the top four, but <laughs> definitely don't want McLaren to be there right now. Let's just go back to hoping Mercedes can like push on and make yeah. it an actual top it's three. It's literally just because of everything that's happened to Dan Ricciardo. I've, I've, yeah, I repeat it a lot, but it's just that it's, I'm just really sour about it. They haven't helped themselves, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think Dan Ricciardo brought a lot of attention and fans to McLaren in the first place when he went there. And the yeah. way they've dropped him is not going to help them. Yeah, we'll just wait and see, I guess. But speaking of everybody, do you want to speak of the champion <laughs> in more detail? Not just saying, oh yeah, he's going to have DNFs. I was saying that, but Max. The boring mate, conversation. He's so good. Mate, it becomes... like, I think some, it surprises you in a way that you're like, how can somebody be this good right now? That consistent, yeah. Yeah, because what last in Spa, he started to 14? He started oh, 14th, yeah. yes. I was going to say 20th because obviously there's all of them at the back of the grid. So it's like, who started 20th? Because I was trying to work out who's going to start 20th and how they work that out. But yeah. I still don't know how Bottas started ahead of him, but that's a whole other story. Because I thought he took a penalty as well. Must have taken a less penalty or something. It's how they worked it out, they worked it out. Well, they did. <laughs> yeah, from 14th to just coming up like that so fast. And yeah. then even then creating a gap. When you're first and there's a gap behind you before the second driver, it's like, yeah, whoa, yeah, like, yeah. like, Take calm easy, down. Like, yeah. you're, we know you're dominant. We know you're about to like smash this out of the park. But, mate, he's just doing so well right now. Now, I feel like it is that thing of he's going to be champion for a long time. Yeah. Well, he's going to be the favourite every yeah. season for, for quite a while. And it's that thing of, obviously, it might be happening, but even no matter how much you like other drivers or how more, how well you want other teams to do, Max is here for a long time. Yeah. Max is going to be champion. Max is going to have a lot of championships. I was, not, I was going to say Red champion Bulls for... Well. I was going to say he's going to be champion for a long time, but I was thinking, no, that messes up what my <laughs> thoughts <laughs> are, you, what my right. people need to become champion. But yeah, not that he's not my person. He's not actually, obviously not my first choice as driver, but it's not that I dislike him or something, but it's just that he's going to be champion with Red Bull for a long time, again and again, maybe a gap a couple of times, but then again. Yeah, so no. you know when we do that stuff about like people's contracts and who we want to move where, I, part of me really wanted Lando to go to Red Bull, be like their second driver, but I just think that it would never work because Red Bull is probably the only team that has a fixed one-two driver. Like they're always going to have Max as number one. And Whoever's in the second seat, for two. yeah, they're going to have to settle for number two. And not many drivers would do that, especially at that young age, to make it exciting. Not at that young age, but I guess it's the other drivers that literally, that I don't want to say on the way out, but that have been there for years, they, would, they wouldn't mind being at Red Bull, still having a chance at a win, but knowing yeah. that we're the second driver and it's fine because you're still winning races. You're still in the, one of the best teams there is. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I just like that. It's clear. Like, when you look at Ferrari, if they focus on Charles, they'd have a better chance of making him champion, right? Rather than... But then how can they do that? Because Carlos is so I know, good as well. that's exactly. Because they've got two really good drivers. Yeah. If they had a Max and Checo situation, well, it's a bit easier to put Checo as like, just tell him what to do. Like, 
what was it? I think it was the Mercedes. Yeah, the Mercedes um, strategy yesterday when George was like, yeah, I need to change my tyres. I'm just going to court these tyres and not warming up. If you, can you imagine Checo said that? And he was behind <laughs> Max. They'll be like, yeah, this is Christian. You just drive, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he says as well, though. But it's something Lewis has had it with... That was, yeah. yeah, it was Bottas and Lewis. That yeah, so he had it for Lewis quite a while. And, yeah, he got but, to enjoy it. And I guess it didn't work with Nico. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's why Nico... Nico didn't actually have to go. He obviously retired, but is what you don't know behind I, the scenes. I like the fact he retired. Like He won the championship and then retired. Like What better time is there to retire than when you're at the top? Yeah, I guess, obviously, good for him. But I guess that wouldn't be like a team decision or whatever it is. I guess he just knew that. Yeah, he it's knew too that. much because no. it's not easy competing like that hard in the same car with all your teammate, the time. All and the time, it's probably going to take up so much off you, and which it did. But then it ruins so much at what's outside. Yeah, I guess their friendship. I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, we probably would have. Well, it is what it is. It happens. But going back to Max, most probably, I'm thinking that say okay at Singapore. I think it would have to be after Singapore. For him Maybe. to officially mathematically win it. Yeah. I mean, it would matter where Charles finishes as well, but... It would have... No, if he wins, like, say, the next three races, I think then it's like, oh, yeah, he's done it. Because then, even if he gets the rest DNFs and Charles is winning it with the fastest lap... Oh, wow. It, yeah, it wouldn't matter because then there would only be four races left and Charles could only get 104 points max. Oh, wow. 104 points max. max. <laughs> he could get 104 points, but he can't get max. <laughs> <laughs> but then, by then, he'd be... He's, even now, he's 109 points ahead, so... If he wins next week, he's hundred thirty-four. Quick maths, yeah, hundred thirty-four, <laughs> hundred thirty-four, which is already hard to catch up. So I, I think Singapore is probably where it's at. It could be over if he wins the next two, and that's it. What but a crazy se- season! Literally, but you know, every time I look at Charles now, right, even his interviews and stuff, right, it's that thing again. You see the deflation. I was going to say, the other way, you like, see that energy, even though they're, they're racing, they're trying their best, they, it, it can still work out somehow, but it's just that you see, you can feel what they've lost. He's probably resigned to it, yeah, he's probably like, in his head. Yeah, like, like wow, I just... It's a really tall mountain to climb now. Yeah. Like, it's probably going to be max, I think everyone knows that. But yeah, we'll see what happens. If it's not, then do not come back to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, would you please <laughs> come back to this? Somebody get Alfa Romeo on the line. Somebody get. I was going to say I McLaren, meant this but somebody I meant this please episode. get Daniel Ricciardo on the line. <laughs> not McLaren, but well, we'll just have to. I guess we'll come back next week and see what's changed. If Daniel Ricciardo's been signed somewhere, if Pierre Gasly's been signed. If someone other <clears> than Max wins a race, maybe you never know. <laughs> It was close though. It was nice seeing Lewis up there for the Man, moment. I thought Lewis was going to win before that safety car. Before... He probably could have. Everybody thought he was, but life happens. And it was Bottas that did the safety car, wasn't it? The actual safety car. Probably Lewis. <laughs> All those years. Here you go. Thank <laughs> you, know, you very much. When Thank it was you. Yuki, people were saying like, oh, Red Bull's second team. Like, yeah, Red Bull set that up. This is some conspiracy. Like they've set up a purpose. And then when it was Bottas that did the actual one, I was like, "Thank goodness," because there's nothing to do with Red Bull. That's a Ferrari power unit. So even if you want to go that way, blame them. It just happens. Whatever, like life. But it is what it is. But yeah, but it's been a good season. Even if it is like we didn't get the battles we thought we would or we hoped we would. Like when the way it started, we thought, "Yeah, it's going to be wheel to wheel with." Max and Charles for a very long time yeah. and then even like was it Spa last week when they were both starting next to each other at the back but Max's vibe is that thing though? oh yeah eventually after Spain Mercedes is going to get really good all of a sudden yeah, it was, all, it was almost like they're going to turn on a switch and it's like oh yeah five races down we're back we're here to win the championship and it was just like nope like <laughs> keep working and then by the time you realise it's like oh end of the season yeah yeah but I guess it's that thing. Max did have competition. It must have been exciting for a bit. But then, when you know, you know. But now he, you can tell he, he's driving like he's more relaxed. He's yeah, just more, driving I fast think that's what, in his own. Maybe that's why he's doing so good. Yeah, as in there's no, there's not. When there's competition, you can force like you to make mistakes and stuff. Yeah. But now that he's out there on his own, he just has to look back, like get a message. Oh yeah, Ferrari did a twenty-five second pit stop. You're fine. Just drive where you want. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll hopefully be back for next 
Next race? What's the next race? Well, you, you, it's it. literally you made me forget. It, it was Monza. Oh, yeah. It's Monza, the home of Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hopefully they, they do something good. But I think it, it, Danny Ricciardo won on Monza last year. Yeah, he's the, he's the yeah, reigning so. champ. Was it a 1-2? It Lugano? was a 1-2. Yeah. They're probably just bitter about that. But, oh, yeah, he took away Daniel. Uh, sorry, he took away Lando's highest finish. Yeah. By the attention on him. But anyway, we, but, can't, yeah. we shouldn't speak of Daniel when we're finished the episode because then it just takes me off to another whole thing. Like, oh, yeah, let's talk about that. But yeah, thank you so much, guys. Take care. We'll see you soon.